behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Buckle up, everybody. It's time for another episode of the Taxi Squad. We've got Vikings previewing this weekend against the Cardinals. We've got the Wolves and the Wild in full swing. Neither team blowing the fan base out of their socks quite yet. Off to slow starts. But before we get into that, let's introduce the crew. I'm AJ Fredrickson, and joining me tonight on this fabulous Tuesday, October 25th, I've got Mr. Artis Woods in the building, Mr. Jason Stormer in the building. Gentlemen, how are we feeling tonight? Uh, I don't know about you, artists, but I think my audio is coming in pretty crystal clear today. How about you? Mine too, man. Oh, it's about time. We're in it's the, about time. We're in the studio. We got all the audio set up like we normally do because we don't have any baseball games on 1500 uh, ESPN tonight because I really like it when those uh, series wrap up in uh, four and five games a little bit. It means that the three of us can be in studio and sound crystal clear on huge, a Tuesday night. Huge shout out to the New York Yankees for just being a terrible ball club when they don't I face know. the Twins in postseason. Oh. Uh, <laughs> super happy to watch them lose. Um, on the other side of things, shout out to Bryce Harper for that money ball type swing Dude. to uh, get the Phillies to the World and Series and he- wrap those games up so we can record like this. Yes. Amazing. And did you hear the story? Like, I don't remember who he said it to as a coach or something like that, but he said, like, yeah, let's give these fans something to cheer for before he went up to the plate and hit that home run. What a stud. Seriously. And considering all the stuff that happened in Washington, everybody was wondering, like, oh, my gosh, what's Bryce going to be in Philly? And the fact that he's rising to the occasion, I think, is really cool because he's been one of the more fun baseball figures, at least at least a poster child that, like, baseball fans can root for the last several, several years. So it's fun to see Bryce in there, and I really hope the Phillies beat the Astros, even though I love, love that they swept the Yankees. I love that. I still don't like the Astros very much anyway, so I'm rooting for the Phillies. No, I'm, I'm, I'm Team National League. As soon as the Guardians got knocked out, there was, like, no more likable teams anymore. <laughs> and now it's, you know, the Padres would have been there. I'd be rooting for them. But, let's, yes. hey, let's go Phils. Let's go Phils. Slam Diego would have been cool to have in there. So. Well, do you have any ties to the Phillies at all? I guess, Artists at I all? guess no, he's, he's from Philadelphia. He's Brewers. I'm Are definitely, you, though? Definitely with the Brewers. Okay. Definitely rocking with the Brewers. But since You're, I have the tiebreaker yeah. here. Okay. I got to go with the Phillies, man. Yeah. Grease up those light poles, baby. Let's go, <laughs> Phillies. They Hopefully were... there is at least two parades in Philly this year, but that's conversation oh, for another day. Oh, boy. Oh you know, boy, you yes. know. Got to ride the wave. Got to ride the wave. No, Philadelphia Union's still in the MLS Cup playoffs, so understandable. <laughs> oh, there's them, too. Sure. Yeah. They play down in what? Chester, Pennsylvania, I believe, is the name of the town and their stadium's in. I don't know why I know that, but I do. I do. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you have it. Anyway. Anyway. What else is going on, guys? Like like I mentioned, <laughs> those Wolves, they are in full swing. The season is underway. They have four oh. games under their belt. Let's run through how they've gotten up to date so far. Back on the 19th, a win over the OKC Thunder. First game of the season, 115-108. Huge. Huge. Mm-hmm. Start the season on the right foot. Then they drop the next game to the Jazz. It goes to overtime. It's a tough loss. You know, it's whatever. They bounce back. Another big win against the Thunder. Got to be nice to play the Thunder. Two out of your first three games. Oh, definitely. Nice Not to a, have them in the division, too. You get to play them often as well. Not a great team. And then uh, last night, they take on the San Antonio Spurs. And the Spurs, they're not a great team. I think it's like plus a million for them to win the NBA Finals. So what do the Wolves do? Naturally, they almost get blown out. At one point, they were down by like 40, I think. Mm-hmm. They lose after crawling back into it, 115-106. 
and all hell breaks loose in Wolves fandom. Tim <laughs> Wolves' Twitter is set ablaze. Kaboom. You have the outside noise not penetrating the inside noise because there's in- no inside noise if you ask Carl Ka- Anthony Towns, but he still wanted to put out a statement addressing hearing no noise from the outside despite there not being any noise to begin with. Like, what is good? We're four games in. And it seems like people are already at each other's throats. What is happening? As somebody who really doesn't pay as much attention to the NBA, can you two please fill me in? Because I, in the past 24 hours, I've seen quotes about like, like not hearing noise. But I've also seen uh, uh, Anthony Edwards' diet is not right. And some people are fine with it. Some other people aren't. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. And then you still have the whole uh, Rudy Gobert is awesome. I, that's the that's yeah. the biggest takeaway is that he looks awesome. So let's maybe touch on on him first. What do, what are your early impressions of Rudy Gobert in the Timberwolves era? Everything is advertised, right, artist, right, AJ? So far, yes. I, I have. I'll let you finish. Go go ahead. Um, the problem is with everything that's been going on now. Like it's kind of hard to actually like talk about the hoops aspect of everything going on with the Timberwolves because yeah, there's a lot of off the court stuff. But I guess we can touch on that in a minute. Um, I'm pretty good with. What Gobert has done so far? He, what game did he get twenty three rebounds in? I'm blanking. Was that, that the was first one or the second the one? Second game of of the year, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, and you know what? I what I'm really most intrigued by so far is I'm liking the pick and roll action we're seeing from him. He's getting everything that he needs at the rim, which is everything I think we come to expect with um, Rudy Gobert. So far, he seems like a pretty good pairing with D'Angelo Russell. Um, even though there's a lot left to be desired with the Wolves' play right now, uh, Ant has had a couple good games, a couple really bad games. Cat uh, has seemed to be, you know, a little bit slow getting back into the swing of things, but obviously we know that his offseason was kind of thrown into flux with obviously health issues and stuff like that. But D'Angelo Russell has been one of the more consistent players so far on the team, and that seems really that that's encouraging to me because we were talking about, you know, this is a contract year for him. He's probably not going to be getting that contract extension unless, like, he really, really balls out. But I'm pretty encouraged by all that, but still. I mean, we talked about it, Artis. We definitely labeled this as a pretty soft start to this schedule. We definitely did. And this is a lot left to be desired. And I think there's a lot left to be desired defensively. Um, You know, and I I actually, I've said this to you before, I'll never on any nightly basis count out a Greg Popovich coach team because you know what? They come to play because, you know, he's got obviously the pedigree. He's one of the best coaches of all time and stuff like that. So, and, and you know what? You are playing the Spurs three out of the next four games. So you know what? When you're playing an opponent that much, no matter who it is, no matter what skill level they are compared to you, it is going to be hard to you know win all of those games, no matter what, because you're just playing a team that often. So you like a mini little playoff series at the beginning of the season here between these two teams. It's really interesting with your Lakers mixed in. And boy, oh boy, I'm guessing we can I'm probably talk about them a little I'm bit not doing today, that today too. Okay, you're not at all. I you're refuse. not going to touch it because, man, you were hot last week. I and refuse. I imagine over the last week that that ignition has only gotten a little bit. Well, uh, well you know, the 0-3 start is not pleasant. I, I will say that. Okay, um, just go kind, ahead. Kind of, kind of expect it. But I'm, I'm actually a little more frustrated with the Wolves today than I am the actual Lakers, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Rudy Gobert is – he's playing better than even I thought he would. You know, mm-hmm. the 23 rebounds in the second game of the season, first game of the year, he led us in scoring with 23 points and 16 rebounds off of an off night from Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. But – 
I think the game that got me the most was the game against the Spurs, man. Yes. I mean, that was just, you know, first game of the year. I understand they got a, a gritty win. Okay, it's the first game of the year, right? And then you drop a game to um, the Utah Jazz in overtime. And it's, uh, a lot to be said there. You got Anthony Edwards on the floor. You got Rudy Gobert on the floor. You got Jaden McDaniels on the floor. Why are you giving up 132 points? There was a revenge aspect for the Jazz there. They, they don't Malik Beasley and those and Jared Vanderbilt wanted to come to play at Target Center. You can't. Right. You can't. I know. I know. You should we take care of them, but the Jazz look, might be a better I, team than people think. I don't know. I am but go going ahead. to hold this team accountable this year. boy. You do not go and get Rudy Gobert. It's true. You do not talk about Shaq and Kobe. You do not have all this talk in the offseason about how great this team is going to be and come out and lay eggs like how they have so far this season. I took notes because I have I have a, a good amount to get off of my chest today. <laughs> yes. A good amount to get off my yes. chest. The first thing I want to bring up is this. They shouldn't have traded Pat Bev. Mm. Should have found something. Should have found another way to get Rudy Gobert. I feel like there was a way to keep him. I don't know if it was contracts and money and, you know, to make it all work. Maybe that was the reason why they couldn't. I don't, I don't really know. But – they need a voice in the locker room. They need a voice when things get out of hand to bring everybody together, mm-hmm. get under people's skin, maybe ruffle some feathers to get guys to play their, the way they're supposed to play. They need a vocal leader, even if he's not the guy that's leading a team in scoring Oof. or rebounding no. or anything like that. And right now, Pat Bev, he is shooting 20% for the Lakers See, right I'm- now, 21% from three, which I, I understand it's the other aspects of his game, like the the camaraderie that I'm he builds a, right. in the locker room. That you that it's, that's why you want him there. It's not you don't really care about the stats with Pat. Bell. It's it, it's not about the stats with him. Yeah. It's not about the scoring. It's about the leadership intangibles. It's yeah. about the defense, which he's been pretty pretty solid defensively for the Lakers so far this mm-hmm. season. It's about that, and more than anything, I even felt like last year you took too many shots in crucial moments in games for the Wolves last year. But that's a conversation for another day. A big part of the reason why the Wolves made the playoffs was because of Pat Bev's leadership that I kind of hoped rubbed off on these players. So far, it doesn't look like that's happening. Cat is still crying <sighs> after every play. I don't know what's up with that. Kicking out, too. I'm sure we'll get to kicking out. Mm. I, I just I don't understand it. He's, he's a vet. He's been in this game for too long. They need him to be a, be, to be a leader. He doesn't seem like he's equipped to do that right now. And we'll get to his actual comments about Ant, I'm sure, later. But that they they should have kept Pat Bev. Second thing I want to quickly say is Anthony Edwards and McDaniels, the two best wing defenders that we have, need to be guarding the opposing wing or or guard on, a, on the opposite team, the best one. Mm-hmm. They need to be. There's no reason why Jordan Clarkson should be going for 27 on the Wolves. Without Anthony, without seeing a, a dose, uh, a heavy dose of Anthony uh, Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels. He's seeing matchups with Gobert. He's seen, seeing matchups with Cat. He's seeing matchups with D'Lo. He's seeing everybody else but the main guys that are known for defense on the perimeter, which is why a big part of the reason why they lost to the Jazz in that game. In every game going forward, the matchups need to be clear. Anthony Edwards, I'm going to be hard on him for a second. <laughs> he said he's the best defender in basketball. Where if there it? was ever a time for you to show that, now will be that time because Pat Bev was a dang good defender and so was Vanderbilt, and he helped out on the perimeter. We know what Pat Bev did on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to need you to step up and fill that void because now you have Rudy Gobert in the paint that's willing to help. It's time for you to play aggressive on the outside, get steals, and the same thing goes for, for McDaniels, but it starts with coaching. There should be no reason why the opposing guards, the best players on the on the other team, the guards, are are seeing anybody other than, other than our best wing defenders. The offense, 
needs to. I know I'm going on for a while, but I got to get this off my yeah, chest. Yeah, go. Preach, the offense. Please. If you're going to play two bigs at the same time, neither one of them are very mobile. The offense needs to be efficient. Mm-hmm. That means that means Russell D'Lo has to take a step this year. He has to be a solid perennial point guard that gets everybody involved and gets smart shots for himself and for others. He's the main playmaker on this basketball team. He has to do that because if you miss shots and you turn, that's what? You got two bigs on the floor. Teams are going to run you out of the gym just like how the Spurs did. Yep. That's literally what happened in the Spurs game. They were down, I don't know how many points. I lost track because they were missing shots, turning the ball over, not being efficient on the offensive side of the ball. And teams were literally, okay, or the the Spurs were literally like, okay, we're going to run because you can't keep up because you have two bigs on the floor. Yeah. What do you do when teams play small and you're playing big? What is the one advantage that you have? You are big. Pound them in the paint. Carl Anthony Towns, I know he can shoot the three. Yep. I know some will say they're going to crowd the paint if Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns are, are within the same area in the paint. But the type of offense that you guys are running right now, the type of personnel that you have, you might have to go a little old school basketball, slow the game down, and dump the ball down to right. the paint a little bit Especially more. Especially because Carl's still trying to find a shot outside. He's exactly. only shooting 41% from the field right now and only 31% from three. That is significantly below his normal career averages, but we understand that this is a process of him getting his conditioning back. I hear you. Um, Right now, I'm looking at it. Uh, Jane McDaniels and Anthony Edwards have the one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, seventh and eighth, actually, uh, highest player efficiency ratings for the Wolves right now. Yeah. That's inexcusable. I mean, you can definitely expect guys like Carl and Gobert to have better PERs than them, but should Nas, should Jalen Noel, should Torian Prince? Absolutely not. I mean, those guys are balling right now. I am loving what we're getting from Nas Reed and yes. Jalen Noel right now. And for everything that Chris Finch was hyping up Jalen Noel to be in the offseason, there was reasons he was mentioning them in like introductory press conferences to go bear. He was intentionally name dropping Jalen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is definitely uh, playing the part right now. Even if maybe there's a few things left to be desired, he's still shooting only like 42% from the field, 26% from three, but still. Um, Jalen Noel right now actually to me is bringing more of that dog that Pat Bev had than Anthony Edwards is. And I think everybody expected that attitude of Pat Bev to then immediately like transcend into Anthony Edwards. And frankly, like, and I know other people have talked about this too, like, Ant seems a little passive out there right now. Even though he's getting his shots up and everything like that, doesn't it seem like maybe on an emotional level, like just, I don't know, like... I haven't seen him just like straight up like flex on somebody or like even I mean, obviously dunks happen when they happen and those opportunities only come in a while and you get those opportunities occasionally. And when you get them, then you flex. But still, just something just seems I mean, no, I mean, we can get to the cat quote here pretty soon. But like just overall, just things seem just off right now. So far, I mean, it's still early. And I, I brought up all those things because these are things that need to be fixed early. Yeah. They need to be fixed early. You are already seeing holes that you didn't want to see in your defense and how your offenses ran. They don't get back on defense after a made basket. There's Which no is, excuse. was a problem last year, too, there, there man. Is, I mean, it's, it's no excuse. The transition three, defense, we talked about got, that so much. You, me, and Manny you, talked about a ton. You got Wings, you got guards on the perimeter. When the shot goes up, why are you guys the last ones getting back on defense? It makes no sense. And the bigs, it's an effort thing. When you play two bigs, you have to play with a different level of energy on the defensive side of the ball. Because, again, teams are going to try to run you to death because they know you're going to struggle to keep up. Mm -hmm. That is, But 
to your point about Anthony Edwards, I like to think that it's just an early season thing. The season is just getting started, and he's finding his footing. He's doing decent. I mean, he did have 30 in the game against Utah. Um, and then he had another trying to look really quick right now. He had another now. 30 against another uh, 30 against OKC. Against in OKC. That road game. Um, and this game against the Spurs that they lost where they got blown out. He only but he had, shot three for 15, right? Uh, yeah. And that nine and, points. And I can't remember. I like it, th- it was that I, abysmal in the first game, too. I, I'd like to think that he's, he's just getting warmed up as early. But, yeah. I, I, but listen, it has to be said. Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns really need to take steps this year. And really, Anthony Edwards, for them to ascend into the team that we believe that they could be. I thought that this team, and I still believe this team could be a top five seed in the in the Western Conference this mm-hmm. year. I really believe that. But the West is thick. It is very thick. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy getting that seeding. You need your stars, and I said this so many times on the, on the podcast that wasn't named yet. You need your stars to step up and be stars, especially when you're running lineups like this. Because at this point in time, two bigs like this is an unconventional lineup. Now, it can work. If you're getting back on defense, if you're rebounding, playing efficient on offense, banging inside, it can work. Mm -hmm. But the way they're playing right now, it's not going to work. And really quick, before we get to this cat quote, Mm. his pick and pop, pick and roll defense is abysmal. He's worse than Rudy. We when we talked about that being He's, a concern going into the oh season. Oh my gosh! And I knew it would he be a gets concern. Just, it, he, I figured it would be bad, but oh my gosh! Kind of flailing. It is. It is. It is tough. Yeah. It is tough. You can't. He can't switch. He can't play the pick and roll correctly. You switch him out on a guard. It is. It is barbecue chicken. Oh, it is. It's worse than Rudy. And I Frankly, didn't think it got worse than Rudy. It's almost like he shouldn't be allowed past the free throw line. Hey, honest this, to God, just is, be a straight up rim protector for the rest of your career. This is why you man. get him out. It's because like I, you'd think that somebody who would be good offensively on the perimeter, like he is, would also be able to at least move translate, his move his feet, and like translate that a little bit on the defense. Because obviously, by being on the offense, the perimeter on offense, you see a lot of defensive sets that way. So you think you'd be able to reciprocate that in a way, but it just, it's not. I'm saying, man, like just the free throw line. It's right there. You don't go past that. Yeah. Because it's just, and I know like there's a lot to be desired with his rebounding and his rim protecting already. So I understand maybe trying to find different avenues to get him to excel defensively because that's still something that's relatively hasn't been too uh, unlocked with him yet. But it's just, yeah. And and again, like we still have to maybe factor in the conditioning. Yes. Maybe it will get better. Sure. Of, of He'll course. get quicker. But, but they, at least right now. And again, we're not playing very great. I know the Spurs are three and one. They have a negative one point five scoring differential right now. Like long term, that's not like an ad, that's not like a great like stat for a long term success for a season. But it's pretty like it's a pretty good indicator of like what might be a mirage or not. And the Spurs are probably going to be a mirage. I, I'm going to say this: it, it wasn't just Cat though. The whole yeah. team against the Spurs looked out of shape. Got to call a spade a spade. Yeah, sure. They looked out of shape. They looked like they couldn't get up and down the floor. The Spurs got like three straight alleys at one point. Mm. Nobody's getting back on defense. I mean, hey, if uh, I keep on bringing up this lineup, but it's important. If you're going to play like this, you got to at least give your defense time to set up. At least give them time. If you're getting alleys nine times out of ten, it's coming off a fast break. Sure, you can get a couple off of backdoor cuts and, you know, pick and rolls and all that. But, I mean, a lot of Mm -hmm. these are coming off of turnovers and people not getting back on defense. And it just seemed like after a while they just gave up until they went on a run at the end of the game that didn't mean anything. 
Well, they, they, then maybe we need to at this point in the podcast address like some of maybe the off court stuff that's going on. Can I read the quote? Can I can I just read the quote? Go ahead. All right. So Cat in his post game press conference last night, you know, I don't think anybody was expecting anything like this or anything like that. It was just sure maybe disappointing after the loss or anything. But then he says this quote, um, and he's talking about. Uh, I believe they asked him. They asked him if there was any yes. way he could they could he could help and yes. with his play or something like that. So here's here's what I'm reading. After the game, Towns uh, said to reporters when asked about how he can help Ant uh, on the back end of back to backs because this was a back to back game and stuff like that. So here's what he said: "Quote, maybe I could do a better job of teaching him how to take care of his body, diet, and everything." Uh, that'll be on me. I know you all think it's funny up here when he talks about Popeyes and all that blank. Uh, that doesn't make me happy to hear. We're high-level athletes, but also that falls on me too, you know? The old cliche falls on you. Everyone wants to take the blame, but it's all on us, end quote. Uh, first of all, I just got to say, Popeye's, free advertising, Fantastic. That chicken sandwich definitely rivals Chick-fil-A in my opinion. Chick-fil-A is still the go- Oh, AJ. Absolutely uh, not. <laughs> Absolutely oh, not. Yes. Why, oh, care to share no, why no, you I have that opinion? No, it's, no it's, you're just, okay. it's, They're both really good to they me. They tried. It, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It was a phenomenon. We can't argue no, with that. No, you know why it was? Because it was like the only other place that was like, all right, I guess. We yes, they do took it. advantage of the opportunity. You know how hard it good is? marketing. But like what? It was like. Good sandwich. It was too. like pandemic times, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, that's why. So. That's why there was so much hype. Chick Fil A, as much as like, you know, <laughs> the the ethics of the corporation are questionable. They make a great sandwich. They do. All right? they do. And they they've do. been doing they do. it. Rain, shine, doesn't matter. Not on Every day except for Sunday, oh, which yeah. is moronic. <laughs> they would make <laughs> so true. much money on NFL Sundays. I'm oh fi- my god! Are you kidding? Love, I love that they give the, their workers off Sundays. But that's true. Yeah, that's that good for nice. morale. That is, that nice. is nice. That's good. So but, they can watch football. Yeah. But the only reason the Popeye, like, it's it's good. It's just not, like, that's why I had so much hype. It's, what are you doing? I, it's the yes. first time a lot of people left their house is to go get a chicken sandwich in, like, a month and a half. Hey, man. Of course they're going to be excited about it. I still think it. Michael Jordan's the GOAT, but I still like to watch LeBron sometimes, okay? I'm just <laughs> saying, like, every now and then I get the craving for the Popeyes. No. And I, I said before you jumped in here, I said that uh, Chick-fil-A is still the GOAT, um, but... It's just, it's a good sandwich. It's got it's got the, more breading on it, and I appreciate that. Here, That's just me. Here on the taxi, you gotta get squad, the spicy too. You gotta get the, the spicy, not the regular. Squad podcast. We just compared Chick Fil A and Popeyes chicken sandwiches <laughs> to LeBron and MJ. Hey, That's where we go. Hey, 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 hey usually he's got the good analogies. I can have one every day. Hey, hey, it was good. <laughs> Thank it was you. Good. But I want to quickly say something about Cat's quote really quick. <laughs> what are we talking about to again? Cat's quote. Oh about, yeah, sure. Uh, that's just. Yeah. I, I don't know what's being said in the locker room. We don't know. We're not in the locker room. No. But that you don't. You don't. You're not in position to come out and say that about Anthony Edwards. You're just not. I'm sorry. You're just not. Especially considering you've dealt with your own off the court health issues too. Like. Some of that. I'm not saying like you go. I'm not saying like you got to worry about your own stuff because like. But still, it's just like it. It comes off really just like. I mean, some of that stuff. Some of that stuff. I'm sure with his health things, probably kind of hard to control. Some of it. I'm not sure what. Of course, what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm more so thinking about his play on the court because you're not helping. You're you're not really helping much. You're not. You're getting numbers, but they need you to be a leader, and you are not being a leader. That is not a leader does not come out and say, yeah, I don't really like his diet. 
Come on, cat. Like, you, you got to be a little more mature than that when you know right. that you are also not playing amazing. What is your excuse? Right. And it's not like, okay, I would, I, I mean, neither of them are playing much better than each other right now. Let's Correct. be honest. Like, neither of them are. And maybe it would maybe give a slight edge to Cat just because Cat's been more consistent, where Ant's been kind of a roller coaster with his shooting and stuff like that. But if this was, okay, if there was an actual problem with Ant's eating habits, I can't believe we're talking about this, to be honest with you. If there was an actual problem with this, Cat would not be the person to address it publicly. That would be on the responsibility, in my opinion, of the head coach. I agree, too. But I don't um, even think the head coach is... That, too. Like, yeah, if you're ever going to make a comment about somebody's diet, a la Bryant McKinney style, uh, then it, it would be probably with the coach or something like that. It wouldn't It wouldn't be this way. If you, if you Take notes, and I hate to bring up the Lakers because they're irrelevant, but take notes <laughs> from LeBron James, one of the best leaders in all of sports. Doesn't look great right now, but one of the best leaders in all of sports. They asked that man a question related to Russell Westbrook, and he dipped and dodged it, knowing that Russ shot like all of 11 the same night. He's like, you know, we all have things to work on. I'm not taking that bait. And Mm -hmm. that's the same thing Carl Anthony Towns could have said in that moment. Hey, you know, yeah, there are some things I can help Ant with. There's some things that he can help me with. We all need to improve as as a basketball team. We are not playing to the expectation that not the media set, not the fans set, but I set. I set Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. So we're not playing to that expectation. We all need to be better. And the reporter didn't even ask a leading question in that way. He asked Kat. What he can do to help Ant with back-to-backs had nothing to do with lifestyle choices or anything like that whatsoever. Um, It's just, it's not a good look. And we we want Kat to be this leader, man. We've been begging for this for seven or eight years now. And... It's not happening. And we th- and honestly, like I thought by bringing in a guy like Gobert, by bringing in an ownership group like Lori and A-Rod, by just even bringing in Ant and nailing that draft pick, bringing in Gobert. I really thought coming into this year that all of the pr- – or not all of the pressures, but a lot of the pressures that Cat felt to be – the superstar of this team, the number one guy. And I'm sure he still wants to be that number one guy. I mean, clearly, I mean, he wouldn't say something like this if he didn't want to be the number one guy still. But I, I just thought that he was going to be able to, you know, let some of this stuff go. But we're seeing the complaining with the fouls, the kickouts. And honestly, you know what? This is like one of the I haven't seen Cat throw a player, one of his teammates under the bus like this. I can't remember him doing something like this, at least on this level. And so it's, I, I, it's it's the first week of the season already. Let's, let's 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 string together some wins here. Mm-hmm. Even though, sure, we we're through a little bit softer, what we perceive to be softer part of our schedule. We got some we got some dogs coming up. We got the Suns. We got the Bucks. Um, let's go out there and go take care of some business, at least with some of these better teams. I believe the Mavericks are also mixed in there too. Um, because that will that will make us forget all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I really hope. Because again, the season is so early. I really hope that this is just an early bump in the road, and that it's going to be smooth sailing from here on out. I mean, I on the level of locker room calamities, I don't know where I'd rank this right now for the Wolves. But this is definitely just. I mean, I I saw I was getting notifications from Bleacher Report about all this stuff. Man, this was a nationally picked up thing like this isn't just something that's been localized and that we're just talking about because we're fans of the team this is something that's been picked up by you know all the all the aggregators and stuff like that so it's 
it's out there now, and on the people are going to be talking about it and stuff. And they better pick it up on the floor, man. Yeah, because the that's what they have to do now. Because when this, when you deal with the stuff in the locker room, this is the only cure for any of that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, the book is out. And like I said, some of this stuff, I don't know if some like. Call Anthony Towns pick and roll defense. I don't and pick and pop defense. I don't know if it's fixable. I, I really just don't know. Can so I the book the, is, is kind of out on him right now. The book is the book is teams know and they kind of already knew going into the season, but it's glorified now. Get out and run. Make them run because you can beat them all game long if they're not efficient on the offensive side of the ball and force Cat to switch on picks. Run pick and pop pick and roll game all game long. On Cat and Nick or or Rudy or either one of them, and it is bar- it is barbecue chicken. I don't mm, I don't. Yum. Again, the only way to fix this is playing efficient on the offensive side of the ball. At least you can fix the the turnover rate and the fast break action and all of that. Slow teams down, but like as far as like half court offense, half court defense. Yeah, I mean, again, you said no excuses, Sheesh. and I appreciate that out of you. Uh, and it's just like, and maybe we underestimated how quickly this was going to gel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but a lot of, but like, because again, there hasn't really, there hasn't left, been a pairing like this since Boogie and AD back in New Orleans. Yeah. And so, and I would argue this may be even a better pairing than those two. No. No? You don't no. think so? Anthony Davis and Boogie Cousins? Yeah, you're right. It, it was prime Boogie, and prime Boogie was pretty dang cool. And prime AD, too. How Boogie? Is, no, Boogie crazy. is Boogie with anybody right now? Is he just is he messing on the 12th seat on the bench at all with anybody right now? I, don't, I thought last time I checked he was with Denver. I'm not sure. Okay. You were going to ask the question. Did you forget the question before I went on my little rant just now? Um, I was actually going to ask you about what you thought about Rudy's pick-and-pop defense so far. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... It's it's a little better. Yeah, it's a little better than cat, but it's it's still it's very exposable. Mm-hmm. It's it's very exposable, and that's just an issue that, I mean, I just feel like you know I don't you can't play these bigs in my opinion, and I know we paid Rudy Gobert a ton of money, we're paying Car Anthony Towns a ton of money. They're the most expensive front court in all of basketball, but I just don't know if you could play these guys together in long spurts during the season and definitely not in the playoffs because teams will exploit this all game long. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's going to get exploited and unless you find some type of remedy. I know they tried to switch over to a zone defense. I couldn't tell if that was a 3-2 or a 2-3 that they played against the, the Spurs. That didn't seem to work, and I think some of that was energy and effort too. Mm. There, there's time to figure this out, and I don't know. I'm, my basketball IQ is pretty high, but I don't know all the X's <laughs> and O's. I'm not a head coach. Much better than me, sir. <laughs> I'm not a head coach, so I don't know everything. So there, I'm sure they have ideas that I just have to see play out. But um, Rudy Gobert's pick and, pick and pop defense okay. isn't great either, and that's been that was exposed when he was playing with Utah. Mm-hmm. That's why they played at least one smaller guy on the floor at the same time so that it wasn't two bigs on the floor at one time. Getting exposed, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know, but it's early. It's time to figure this out. I'm not hitting the panic button, but <laughs> I'm yet. looking kind of with a side eye, like this is this is exactly what I feared. And again, some of this can be fixed with energy and effort and conditioning. Yeah, but man, uh, and uh, bright side at least, I am digging what the bench is given. Talked yes. about Jalen. Talked about Nas. The Torian Prince seems to be doing exactly what he needs to do. Um, I, I actually don't know how much run Kyle Anderson has gotten. Has he gotten into some games right now? I'm looking at some stats, and it, 
Maybe these aren't updated stats. It looks zeros across the board. So I don't see. Into a yeah, game I don't yet? think. I don't. Believe no. Yeah, he he's has... played in two games. Yeah, he's, but he hasn't he shot anything. He's playing the Spurs game. No, no, he just hasn't. He literally just hasn't shot anything. Yeah, or at well, least that kind of makes sense. He either hasn't shot anything or he is literally shooting zero percent. But I mean, he's only getting in for I've been eleven watching... minutes per slow mo, man. Classic slow mo. Yeah. In terms of getting the season going too, that's a little bit slow for him too. It's totally fine, man. <laughs> I'm fine with he that. He hasn't been very noticeable, in yeah. all honesty. He hasn't been. Right. I mean, he is sporting one of the lowest player efficiency ratings, but in 11 minutes a game, I'm not freaking out too much about it. Yeah, there, there's still time. Um, a lot of time. It's an 82-game yeah. season, but and we're just reacting to the first four, yes. but I didn't think the Wolves would be 2-2 yeah. two and two at this point. And, and I will say, I mean, I, I do think the Jazz will be decent this year. I mean, of course— Again, no excuses. No yeah, excuses. Yeah. I think I think they'll maybe maybe like sneak into the the play, the bubble or not the bubble play the, the play in tournament or at least because um, they still got. I mean, I forget that Mike Conley's still on that team. Jordan Clarkson's still a pretty good player too. Laurie Markin. I, I I forget all the pieces that they got from the Spider Trade. Yeah. Uh, Colin Sexton's on that team too. They've they've got a couple. Players. Danny got a couple Ainge, pieces. man, he's slick, man. He gets draft picks and he's able to get some pretty. I mean, yeah, they. Let's not deny that Utah still got pretty good for the Rudy Gobert trade. They 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 were very well picks. Uh, yeah and draft picks for sure. Yes. I, I wouldn't I mean, say pretty good as like they're going to be a playoff no, team, but like no. but they're they're, they're they made, they're what I mean is that they made they they made good in that trade. They're the comp- Wolves didn't yeah. fleece them. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm trying yeah, to I say. Yeah, I agree. Like that. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, where did my schedule go? I had the schduleule up in just a second here. Uh, oh, I lost it. Do you have it on you by yes, chance? Yes, uh, I just pulled it up just now. Oh, there so it is. Tomorrow, there it is. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Tomorrow they play the Spurs again um, at home, it looks like. Yep. And I got the Lakers on Friday. We'll Woo! see how that goes. Man, are you going? Uh, no. You going to go see your team? I'll be here. I'll be here working. Oh, um, So I cannot. I don't even know if I want to go see that team right now. But it's Well, I mean, they'll, are they going to be back later in the year? Or is this nah, the only time they're in? I no, think this is the only no, time. No, they're back and March 31st. Here? Yep. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, that's nice. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe by that time they'll be a little, a little better, a little more watchable. I don't know. I kind of doubt it, but whatever. You, so, you got to go see your team when they're in town. You got to you got to go see it. AJ would go see the Cubs when they're in town. Yeah, he's shaking yep. his head. Yep, exactly. Uh, you got to do it. See, do they the play diff- on Friday? Do you have that day up right now? Oh, uh, the difference though between Damn it, it's a Friday. Oh, for- <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you <laughs> take it off now, I'm sure we can I might fill be able to that. We don't have a, if we don't have a game we'll that if we don't have a game that night, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. I'm just saying. Was that this we'll Friday see. or next Friday? Uh, there's one this Friday, but then there's another one that's on Friday, March 31st. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to the one this Friday. I'm. Uh-huh. I don't. I. I'm keeping my shift. Let's just put it like that. Um, <laughs> that's fair. You don't then, want to see Russell Westbrook? Shoot? No. <laughs> With 18 seconds left in the floor. Uh, no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you you, you want to get me started today? I can I, tell. I always want to get. The answer to that question is always yes. First of all, I. I always want to get you going because it's good for the podcast. But <laughs> I'm saying if you don't want to, if you don't want to go that way, I it's okay. Not, I am not biting the bait. I'm just not. Very only well, thing, only well. thing I'll say about the Lakers is what happened to AD and trade Russ. That's all I got to say. That's all you got to say. That's all I got to say. But gotta say. they play the Spurs on the 30th of October, then they play the Suns, the Bucks, and the Rockets right after that. So the schedule is going to start getting thick. Yes. Um, especially with them games against the Suns and the Bucks. So we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna see. These teams are gonna put them. You know, put them to the test. You know, the, the Timberwolves could also be a team that's playing down to their competition as well. So there's a lot of things to keep in mind and a lot of things to to watch out for and look out for. Um, they don't look horrible so far. They no. just. I just had. 
I say I have. I ain't gonna say have. Yeah. I keep have em. keep them. Yes, really high expectations for what this team should accomplish this year. And if they're playing solid defensively, if they're hustling, if they're playing with effort, if they get that voice in the locker room, or somebody develops that voice in the locker room, they'll be a much better team. They'll be a top four seed. They have the talent to do it in mm-hmm. the West. But if they don't, then this will be a disappointment. And this, they don't fix this. This I would hate the, for this trade to be one of the worst. I don't even want to say it. I really don't want Bill Simmons to be right. Yes. <laughs> For anybody else who yeah. really talks so much smack about how the Wolves got screwed in this deal and stuff. Yeah. That's more of a validation, though, for, for me as a Minnesota sports fan than, I don't know, yeah. anything else. Uh, so, yeah, let's hope let's hope that they can, uh, pun fully intended, a rebound here in the next uh, couple, the Ooh. next week or so. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Are you booing me or... Um, your favorite hockey team, or are we happy with them a little bit because they uh, were able to get some points over the last week that we talked. They got first win of the season against Vancouver in overtime. Kirill the thrill. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Uh, but then they did lose in overtime in Boston, but we still got a point there. I suppose transition into a little hockey talk. Actually, as we're recording this, the Wild did take down the Canadiens de Montreal 3-1 to one in uh, Bell Centar, Centar Bell, whatever. I'm not, I'm not very good at French. Didn't take it in high school. I was a Spanish guy. I think I got a B and a C freshman year and sophomore year. Anyway, AJ, the goaltending, uh, vastly improved, especially tonight, only giving up one goal to the Canadiens. Marc-Andre Fleury looked uh, at least his best of the season so far, but uh, still maybe a couple question marks. A um, lot, a lot of movement on the lines, man. I don't know if I've ever seen Dean shuffle these lines as much as I have had or I've ever seen. He's got he's got Eric Sinek playing with, uh, I don't know. I don't even, do him. Yeah, right, he's exactly. Yeah, go ahead. Goudreau, yeah. yeah, he's got Goudreau up on that top line between Kaprizov and Zuccarello. Sam Steele between Tyson Jost and Connor Dewar. And then Marco Rossi between Matt Boldy and Marcus Foligno. But uh, wow. first thing to address the goaltending, I, Mark andre Fleury is old. He is old. So let's let's rein it in here when people are expecting him to come out and be this like Vesna winning goalie. I think he can play at a high level, but you know, age is a factor. He's 37. He's a 37-year-old man. He can only do so much at this point in his career for the for how taxing position it's going to be uh for goalie uh this season. But first couple games, not good at all. Not good at all. But he does he has bounced back. Um, the game against Boston where they scraped at a point. I was talking about he's not going to like steal you games. He stole you a point against Boston. Sure. He was the sole reason. Especially the situation they were in taking those penalties at the end of the third period. Like yeah, that, ridiculous. That, I saw you tweeting out about that. The, but the then, penalties are just an issue for this team, at least the timing of them right now. Yes. Um, tonight, 3-1 win over Montreal. Uh 2.65 expected goals against. Only one allowed. There we go. Do the math. That's six five goals saved above expected. That is what I want to see. That's that is what I'm talking about. I get that just the the it has to do mainly with how the defense has been playing because the Wild have had this structure and have been very rock solid the past handful of seasons where they allow these low percentage chances that just really are able to bump up and benefit any goaltender that's between the pipes because when it comes down to it, if you're making the stops that you're supposed to, you're going to look pretty good. And if mm-hmm. you make the occasional one maybe you aren't supposed to, that's that's really all the fans want. It's like the occasional 
one that's like, wow, that's a that's a hell of a save. Right, but, and Flurry's good at like flipping that wrist and getting yes. those less less saves yeah. right there, right? Um, yes, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking on my once again my favorite site, MoneyPuck.com. Well, besides ScoreNorth.com, expected goals in all situations. Very true. <laughs> I should say my second favorite. Um, six point four six expected goals for the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club this evening. Mm-hmm. That. We're we're talking almost a touchdown, fellas. Ooh, that is what I want to see. The yes. offense has the talent to be scoring three, four a night. They get three tonight. Eric Sinek gets uh, two, second one on a yes. dying second uh, empty um, netter. But uh, no, I, th- th- this is the hockey club that I signed up to watch at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. This is what we expected. I did expect regression from losing Fiala because that's a you know seventy, eighty ish point. Guy that you're just losing mm-hmm. out of the out of the blue, yep. but uh, no, I this is what I still want. You know, you, you have the people there. Uh, Brandon Duhame has been unbelievable for this club so far. It seems, it seems like every game that I am watching, I I've labeled him as this kind of nitty gritty guy, and he's playing that, but he's elevating to like this beautiful gritty type of game. If that makes sense, like he is, he's. Getting into the dirty areas, but he's coming out squeaky clean. Hmm. It, like <laughs> he kind of sounds like this year's Freddie Goudreau compared to last year. Um, at least a guy where maybe not like in terms of play style, but at least a guy like you maybe didn't see coming. But you're like, oh, hey, actually now that he's out there on the ice, I'm actually liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, and that in that in that uh, analysis of it, I think I would I would agree. Okay. Um, I want to see if he can keep it up. Sure. Right. I'm, I've still been uh, been impressed with Kalen Addison. Um, he had, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's your I, guy. Think you love took, I think he took a penalty tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on him. <laughs> but uh, no, this is uh, if, if if you had a home stand to start the season, you expected a couple of wins there. You really come out flatter than heck. Mm. Like imagine drive tr- artists. You're driving home tonight. You got four flat tires. You're, you ain't you ain't getting too far. I'm about saying getting home. Sucks no, to be you, home. man. And that's what the wild. I got I got <laughs> I got triple A though. I got triple A though. So if that situation ever happens, call me. I'll give you the number. That sounds good. I got you, bro. You too, AJ. GM Bill Guerin comes out of the (laughs) gates and he's like, hey, guys, this is unacceptable. I think the quote he said was, we need this team to put on their work boots and and really put in the effort. Yep. And that's Mm. what we saw tonight. Mm. They they played Minnesota Wild branded hockey. Mm. They've... They've established this whole culture and work ethic and everything over the past season and or two or whatever since the the major shift in GM up front. Mm-hmm. This is this is the hockey club I want to watch on a nightly basis. They're trying every single shift. They're you know the the mental capacity is there to where they're not going out there for a period and then they're like ah you know. I don't really feel like playing this next 20 minutes. But then we're going to try in the third, and we're going to make a oh, real interest. Play so... every minute of the game. That's all I'm asking. About to if, say, you, if you yeah. play 60 minutes of the game, you are going to win most of them because you are still a good team. And if you're playing a better team, you're at least going to compete and probably have a chance to uh, come away with a point or more. Right. But that, but that's the thing. It's they They just have to actually play – they just have to play the entire game. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to hear or see any of that kind of stuff where it's just like, oh, I might just take a period off or anything like that. Because that was a defining characteristic of the Parisian suitor eras. 
they would get comfy with leads or their positions in the standings. And then when it came time for actually for them to, you know, ignite a fire underneath their butts, they barely were able to do that. So I don't want to see that. But you're right. They, they seem to be getting back to basics here with the uh, with the wild. And just obviously the goaltending was going to come back down to earth a little bit. They weren't going to keep giving up six goals a game. If that were the case, then uh, people would have been fired by now. Uh, probably. Um, but it, I mean, we still need to obviously keep an eye on it, though, because if the goaltending continues to be a problem, then we do need this offense to step up. That's that's the only way you're going to avenge bad goaltending mm-hmm. is if your offense is is just way better than uh, than that, pretty much. Um, but I, I think things will continue to even out a little bit as, you know, they get their skates underneath them a little bit. They do have a pretty favorable schedule here coming up. They do play Montreal again in a couple weeks, but they got Ottawa, Detroit, Chicago, then Montreal again, then Seattle. I mean, none of those teams should be playoff contenders. Maybe uh, Detroit should be better. Ottawa should be better. They got to bring Cat. I don't know how good of a how Ottawa, good of a start he Ottawa, is after the season. Ottawa's they're, not, they're, they're spunky. They're, they're banged up right now. Yeah, because Talbot's out and and Matt. No, not Matt Murray. Matt Murray. Um, no, do they have no Matt Murray's on Toronto now. It doesn't matter. The goaltender, um, but Josh Norris, I think, is banged up. Um, they're a little banged up. If they're fully healthy, they're a good hockey team. Okay. Um, Detroit, Detroit is good. They they're, don't. They're, maybe, they're finally good again. They're a little bit. They are, they've been they bad are up for and so coming. Long. They're up and coming. They're they're everything that you'd want if you're a Detroit fan because they have like the best start through four or five games mm-hmm. in the past like decade. Now it seems like. Um, and Chicago, th- Chicago can't lose. Oh really? <laughs> Chicago cannot lose. <laughs> I'll look at the standings. In, a, really in a year that everybody was like they're going to be bottom of the barrel, they're tanking for Connor Bedard. Uh, no, they they're they're coming out of the gate looking like they're One, going three to compete. In a row. It, they're not going to keep it up. No, they, it, it's, they won't. it's simply unsu- it's unsustainable it for that hockey team. They have but a plus right, one goal differential, though. They're keeping it in the green. Right now, they look huh. pretty solid. And then you know you finish up that home or that that road trip. You come back home. You got Montreal uh, on the first, Seattle on the third, and we we just saw what Montreal is tonight. I think Seattle is uh, they're better than they were last year because they've added a couple of those younger guys that they've drafted and you know they're starting to build kind of mm-hmm. that future that they took the opposite route of what Vegas did. Vegas just went like pun intended here all chips in. Yeah. Like, uh, that was bad. I mean that's just so no, I that's love just it. so oh. out there. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. But uh, save no. your booze for Halloween, gentlemen. I liked it. Uh, but, <laughs> but coming up by the way. But Seattle, they um, they 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 are a team that is going to eventually be pretty solid. Like yeah. they they're going to have that like next decade of two great centers down the middle if they pan out the way everybody's expecting. But that's a game at home, and they're still right now the measly Seattle Kraken. Like they're not <laughs> yeah. they're not great. They're not something I'm going to fear if they're coming to town. So um, this is a good next like week or two for the Wild to really correct the the missteer that was that first homestand and get that season back on track and really find some momentum before they do back uh head back out on the road where they have to go with the kind of west, the west yep. coast swing where they got LA, Anaheim, Seattle and then come back home against San Jose. They got a good national TV stretch right there too. Um for whatever it's worth that LA game is going to be on ESPN Plus and Hulu, then the Anaheim games on TNT and then back on ESPN Plus and Hulu again for Seattle. No, but, you know why I hate that week? Why? 
Every late night game, hey, every game is a nine o'clock or later start. They start yeah. the puck drop at nine thirty-seven against LA. They got nine o'clock against Anaheim and nine o'clock against Seattle. I hate that because that's what we had to deal with all year last year with the like the weird uh, alignments for the division. It's terrible. It's terrible. What time does my shift start, AJ? Yeah, but you, you're nine just, o'clock. But you're PM. just one guy. So this is <laughs> just you're just one about. guy. Yeah, one who guy. cares about me or my feelings? That's I'll fine. be honest. Okay, if it comes to me watching a game two hours earlier, <laughs> I don't care about you're you. You're a bigger fan than I am. I, I, <laughs> I, I I'll say it. Uh, I'm gonna put my. I'm glad. I'm, no, AJ is a much bigger <laughs> hockey fan than me. You can obviously tell listening to this podcast. <laughs> I would if I had to trade. My fandom, so AJ could keep his. I would. And the thing is, the thing is, if you watch, you. if you watch on the ninth when they when they play Anaheim, <laughs> or even LA on the eighth, right? Puck <laughs> is gonna drop at nine thirty seven p.m. or nine o'clock, respectfully, depending on the game. Perfect. There will be twenty seven people in attendance for puck drop. <laughs> And I'm going to be one of the 27 people watching on TV. Yes. They refuse. They do this for If you put the gun to the head of any (laughs) L.A.-based hockey fan, they're they're not making it to puck drop. They are arriving towards the end of the first. It's ridiculous. How bad can your traffic be? If you you think Laker fans show up late, I wonder what Kings fans show up. It is ridiculous. The Wild opened their season last year, I want to say it was, against the Anaheim Ducks on the road. There were 14 people, it looked like, sitting around the, the, I don't the know, arena. I don't know why they have two it's, hockey teams in that market. It's ridiculous. I really don't understand why they do. Like, I understand it's big enough to support two teams for every for every sport, but I don't know. I don't know. And I'm, I'm sure that, I, actually, I mean, let's see, the Ducks, well, they won their Stanley Cup in 2006, right? It's Carolina Hurricanes. That sound about right, or something like that. So, I mean, they've had plenty of success down there, too. Plus, they they were named the Mighty Ducks. So, like... I think for a lot of Minnesota fans, too, they were maybe like a second favorite team for them because obviously the Mighty Ducks here in Minnesota. But anywho, um, yeah, let's just hope the Wild just keep uh, keep this theme going. We hope that Montreal, this is a a good sign of things to come. Keep the Canadian swing going. Get another W in Ottawa, even though they might have a better team. You're not going to play Cam Talbot, though. Gosh darn it. How much longer is he going to be out? Do we know? Not um, that it matters. He, he, he doesn't it, play it, for it, us it anymore. Was, it was six to eight weeks, uh, like um, okay. you know, a little bit before the I'm, season. I, so. I'm sure, Ottawa will come to town eventually. I'm sure he'll get a chance to play us then. Yeah. Oh, well. It's okay. So um, Let's talk Vikes. Yes. Let's yes. talk so, Vikes. So, so. The Vikings yes, are coming fresh out of a bye week where they remain and have actually enlarged their lead in the NFC North. <laughs> now with a, what a is it, two and a half game lead now? Yes. Over the both three and four Chicago Bears, and I'm going to put them down. first, despite them not having the tiebreaker. <laughs> right. And the Green Bay Packers, who are both three and four, and then you have Detroit, who are what, one and six now, one and five? I know. One and five. They're one and five. Yeah. One I really and five. thought they were going to be better this year. I really thought Dan they're Campbell competitive. was. They're competitive, but they just still they don't, just they get, the Lions they, got oh a Lions, gosh. bro. I, I hate. I, 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 you guys know how much I can't stand the Cowboys. Yeah, we they know. Blew, just look at your Twitter. Oh my! Oh yeah. They how many did blew, you fight in today? Uh, what sure. was that? How many did you fight with today? Actually, I didn't fight with too many today. Too I just, many you know, today. Not, 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 not a lot. Just, just maybe like couple. two or three today. Not not too many. Uh, oh. That is kind of like a daily thing. Though. I know. You love it. You can't help it. it. It's fun. It's fun. I'm here for it, though. Please it, keep it, doing it. It's a lot of fun. But, uh-huh. again, you guys know how much I can't stand Dallas. And, and the Lions just, I mean, they could have took that game from Dallas so easily. I mean, what, what happened to their offense? 
Well, well, it's no so weird. Swift, Swift yeah, is out. I know, and, but like Williams and is still uh, pretty good. Um, um, what's uh, forget his name. Amon, 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 that's Amon Ra. He went yeah. out. I forgot that yes. he went out. He early. went out. That's he right. got had yes. a concussion earlier in the game, but yeah, they right. had multiple op- no, multiple opportunities. Coach had a, a, a brain lapse multiple times in that football game where he failed to challenge plays, and Jeez. Trayvon Diggs dropped the interception that they counted. They got to the goal line and fumbled at the goal line. It's like, oh, my gosh, get these guys off my television. They can't help it. But, they? The, hey, hey, it helps the Vikings with the Vikings. It does. Yes. Advance even further in the standings. Until the division is clinched, we have to make sure those other NFC North teams lose. Exactly. Don't and, care. guys, I really feel like. This is where the season really truly even though I feel like this division is gonna be won by the Vikings. I feel like this is things this is where things are gonna start to get really interesting. This Cardinals team that they're about to face is probably the best team that they've played overall since the Philadelphia game, if I'm being honest. It's gonna be the best quarterback they play Easily. in a long time. Did yeah. you guys see the thing that we tweeted out today about the starting quarterbacks the Vikings are set to face in the next several weeks? I'm gonna pull it out on here. It was like the very first thing that Score North tweeted today. Here, I got uh, you. I got you. You got it? Yep. Yeah. You ready? Go ahead. All right. So the next or seven of the final eleven QBs that the Vikings will face on their schedule. Taylor Heineke, mm. Mac Jones, barring any Bailey Zappi starts. <laughs> Zach <laughs> Wilson. Jared Goff, Sam Ellinger, Ellinger. I actually don't know how to say his name correctly. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Ellinger. Daniel Jones, Justin Fields. There, that is seven of the final eleven, yeah. barring the actual good ones. So this is going to be the best quarterback you play for several weeks. And then of the other four, you have played, Kyler Murray. Well, no, you have not for several weeks because they played the Bills. They have the Bills in two. Oh, weeks that's following. right. Okay, that's and right. I got that. Yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, like it's it's pretty favorable though yeah. moving forward. So. Yeah, I forgot that the Bills are coming up in a couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty encouraged with this Cardinal game, even though it appears, well, I mean, they just got DeAndre Hopkins back, but they also just lost Hollywood Brown at the same time. And Hollywood Brown was playing really, really good those first couple games there uh, for them. The running back situation, I don't know if James Conner will be healthy for this game or not. Eno Benjamin has slotted in there in the meantime. He's been a nice little fantasy pickup, even though I... Dropped him, and then James Conner got hurt. You know, that's how it goes for fantasy football. Literally. Uh, that team is 0-7, but I don't want to talk about that anymore. It's It's been <laughs> bad. 7 I haven't boy. been able to score more than hey, remember 85 when he, points. Remember when he spent like a billion dollars yeah. on CMC and, yep. oh, and JT, and Jonathan Taylor, John yeah. Taylor. Because I was, I, I, I'd was won two championships in that league. I was just feeling like, you know what, let's let's actually give myself a challenge this year because mm-hmm. these guys ain't giving me much. And oh, my God. Yeah, you got a challenge. I took way <laughs> too big of a bite. I am not able to chew this one. It's it's literally <laughs> the worst. And I care about fantasy football team. I actually, admittedly, I will admit this on air. I pay $35 a year to get access to some premium stuff on a certain fantasy football website, which I refuse to name because I want to keep my secret secrets, even though it's a really popular <laughs> one. <laughs> it's a really popular one. Like, uh, I'm sure you've used it before and stuff probably, like that. So, probably. Um, Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, the Cardinals, we'll, we'll see what their situation and what their health situation is. Um, they got a, eh, I'm going to say a mildly impressive win against the Saints. I'm sorry, the New Orleans Saints are not a good team it this year. Impressive. Andy the Dalton, defense was impressive. Yeah, yeah, but Andy Dalton finally imploded, finally imploded on them. And you know what, I don't care. I know we love Jameis Winston here on the Taxi Squad podcast, uh, and um, but I just I don't think him coming back, and most likely he will finally come back. I don't think much is going to happen from there. But with the Vikings, I believe did I see what was it between four and five point favorites? 
for this one, gentlemen? You guys want to fact check be. that on me really quick? Yeah, I can Google hold on, I Vikings got, cards odds. Do to do. Let's see. All right, Vikings Kings. are currently three and a half point favorites. Mm, that's fair. Okay. On the no, at no, home. they're yeah, they're, they're at home. Yeah, they're that's home. fair. That's fair though. This this should be a game that they win. I do think it's going to be a challenge, and I think it's going to be a really tight game because, uh, like I said before, this is it's the best quarterback you've played in a while. But honestly, it's probably the best overall team that you've played in a while. And that's mm-hmm. not really saying much because I mean you played the Saints and the Bears and the Dolphins without Tua. But overall, I mean the the Cardinals are really I think they're three and four right now. They're just middle of the pack. They're just barely kind of hanging on. But Kyler Murray is the kind of quarterback, mobile quarterback, that can give you fits. Mm-hmm. Last time we saw a guy like that was Justin Fields. And we saw how Justin Fields' mobility kind of gave the Vikings fits. Obviously, playing against Jalen Hurts, that also gave them fits. And so you're playing a guy that has a similar play style, who is, who is you know, right there with Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, as far as talent is concerned. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, obviously they're not the same football team, but he poses the same type of threats as far as just being a guy that can get out of the pocket and make things happen. And so that containment is going to have to be serious in this matchup, guys, definitely. And, again, um, D-Hop. He's back. He's back. He's back. And I think he had, what, like 100? like 14 10? targets, 10 receptions, over 100 yards, yes, I think. Last yes, last game. Yes, yes. So he's going to uh-huh. get fed the ball, especially with Hollywood Brown out a ton. So, I'm expecting for him to get a lot of Patrick Peterson, yeah. probably a lot of Dantzler as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I think this, it should be they should be a favorite. I say all that to say they should be a favorite, but I do think this will be. It, I think it'll be a close one. I mean, if you had close ones against the Bears and right. a semi close one against the, the talked about the playing Dolphins up and down to opponents, Saints, you're gonna really be in a dogfight. I feel like with the Cardinals. I mean, they have yet to prove to us that they can blow out a team, right? Yes. The Packers, and boy, we can talk about the Packers a little bit today because, I mean, yes, we, we've talked about, yes, there's a reason that the Vikings have a two-and-a-half game lead over this division. The Packers are imploding. Yes. I Look, okay, Tyler, Taylor Heineke is a good backup quarterback. Like, I, I, I respect the hell out of the guy. He used to play here, too, um, but... Can I, can they I, should still be taking care of business. Can I Washington. say this yes, about please, the Green Bay Packers? Please do, yes. Minnesota Vikings fans, isn't it glorious? It's the best. Isn't it glorious? You, it's like when the Cowboys suck. Oh, my god! I'm sure you feel the exact oh same way. Oh, my God. Elated. Oh, yeah, my right. gosh. The, the Packers right now, I mean, like you said, uh, it's beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful to watch. And for the first time in a long and we kind of predicted this to start the season, all three of us, that the Vikings will end up winning this division. The Packers are making it easy, though. Yeah. Because Way I don't easier think than they, I think anybody I, thought. I'm not sure what their schedule looks like going forward. But they have the to play Buffalo fa- next week. Oh, that's a loss. Yeah, so they're that's screwed. tough. They're screwed. Um, they, they're going to yeah, be three and done. five. Yeah, they're and done. I don't care if Rodgers says R-E-L-A-X no, after a now. press conference. That ain't going to happen. Because yeah, I, I don't know where the help's going to come from. It ain't coming from now. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> he's he's it saying my teammates S-U-C-K. G-T-F-O. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is absolutely beautiful to watch, and like I don't care if you saw. I, I, I do not care if y'all sign OBJ. I, I don't no. care about any of that. It's let's, well. Here's the thing, but, but but OBJ probably isn't going to be ready until late November, early December. Anyway, I think the Packers on this trajectory might be buried by then, so it might be like, yeah, what's true. the point? That's true. What's the but point? if they aren't, and I, I really think that, and I'm sure we'll get to this on another. Episode. I heard Judd come out. Shout out to him. Come out and Ooh. say that the Vikings should go out and get 
Um, Odell. I want. I actually wanted to bring this up potentially and because I, I do think that Odell, depending on where he goes, can dramatically shift right. the outcome of this season. Um, I, I'm just a big Odell fan, no, anyway. So I, I, I am think too. He can I am dramatically too. shift something. And I think he is a locker room savant. I think guys love him and like him, even though I think and. I think a lot of this just has to do with uh, you know the perception that wide receivers are divas. Like he definitely is, he, he's he's not a locker room problem. I I know things got a little testy at the end in New York and definitely there at the end in Cleveland and stuff like that. Cleveland's but all awesome. indications from the Rams and of course that is a Super Bowl winning team, so everything's going to be hunky dory as is anyway. But all indications are that that they love OBJ so much to the point where he even like has hung out on the sidelines for a few of their games. I know one of them was like to get a Super Bowl ring, so obviously he's going to be there for that. But um, yeah, well, but I, what, what I wanted to bring up though is just the way things shook and the way how big these dominoes felt this past week. Even though the Vikings didn't play, it still felt their lead in the division grew bigger than it had at any point this season. Even when they didn't play, just because that Packers loss just felt so monumental. Mm-hmm. Even though the the Bears won on Monday night, we're not going to be worried about the Bears long term. No. But Considering that the Vikings are now in probably the most advantageous position out of any team in the league to win their division, and after seeing what the Niners just did to land Christian McCaffrey, I'm not saying the Vikings need to do something on that level, that big of a trade, that big of a blockbuster, because obviously when I saw that, and that was a late night thing too, and you best believe in my fantasy leagues, I swooped up Chuba uh, Hubbard and Deontay Foreman <laughs> right away when that news broke. I picked up both of them because I didn't know who was going to be the starter. They don't, but they both played pretty good though. Yeah. But here's what I want the Vikings to do now, and I know this is fairly rare when it comes to the NFL. I want them to make a splash move here at the deadline before it's up in the next week. I believe November 1st is the trade deadline. I don't know how big that is. I I, I think I want a receiver. Um, The name I've been seeing the last week, and I don't know if things are getting any better in mile high. I don't know if Russ is going to come back from that hamstring. I think it's partially torn or something. But uh, Jerry Judy's name has been uh, floated among uh, articles I've been reading this past week. And I'm just saying, man, I think there's been a little bit left to be desired with the receiving core beyond J.J. Definitely maybe from the tight end position, too. That may be something to address as well. But I think we were expecting a little bit more out of Thielen, a little bit more out of K.J. And considering you are in such a good position to win your division now, to host a playoff game, like... What are we let? We're the two seed right now. If the playoffs are today, I believe yep. we'd be hosting the Rams. Yeah, I'm just saying the cards have fallen in such a way for the Vikings that, like this early in the season, I don't remember like it being this good for the Vikings, like them being in this good of a spot. So now, like, I I think more so than any other season before, I want them to make a pretty big splash move. Again, I don't I don't know how big that can necessarily be. It's not going to be Christian McCaffrey. It's not going to be like a superstar player like that. I don't think. I mean, crazier things have happened, but you're, oh man, I just think you need to take advantage of this opportunity. It's been it's right there in your face. I don't know. I disagree. Oh. Just cuz that's so much to trade for a wide receiver when you already have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen who I think has been still relatively good. Through the the you know through the bye week, yeah, I'm just trying to bump that up even more. I'm just but, saying, but, but, and Judy but, and I, like Judy's but, not going to cost him much. That might be like a third round pick. That's not going to be a lot. What? Yeah, I'm not. I, not, I, I, I see. My thing. That's is, what I was well, reading over the past week. My, go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. No, you're fine. And I we maybe we're going to say the same thing here. Maybe not. I'm not sure. 
One, I tweeted this out after the Christian McCaffrey trade details were released. Trying to figure out what is equal to what value in the NFL is like doing calculus. It doesn't make any sense. You have this guy that's been hurt, but you know he can be really good, but he's hurt like 90% of the time. <laughs> yeah. He's worth a second-round pick and all this stuff. But then you have who who else just got traded? Uh, James Robinson just got traded yeah. for like a third yeah. or something. Oh, no, no, it, it was a, no, was, was a six-rounder. Yeah. It was a six-rounder that yeah. could be a fifth. Where what? And I know, he's, I know James Robinson is not on any of the same level as Christian McCaffrey. But that seems like they were like, here's 50 cents. Yeah. You know, we'll take them off your hands. And maybe there's contract stuff that goes into that. There might be injury things, too, there. He did tear his Achilles last year. Let so. me throw anyway. out an idea for you. Mm. How about tight end? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I I did just mention that because, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, Irv Smith is definitely not really just you got taking a, name? a You got a name? You want me to give you a name? I would love a name. How about Mike Gusecki? Mm. Uh, he's got that gritty down. How about Mike he's got that gritty down. That would be nice. Um, it... But would the Dolphins want to move on from pieces, considering they're contending, it's, though? Are they contending? I would argue so, yeah. I mean, you bring in Tyreek. Yeah, you're going for it this season, for sure. I don't know. Two is one tough hit away from probably being out Yeah, more. Yeah, unfortunately. The, how is he playing again? That's a great question. He got question. cleared, man. I, no, I, no. I, I, I know, I know, I know. How is, how, I don't care if he's, it's the same thing as like there's there's gray areas. If you're the Dolphins franchise, and I understand that you know there's people that are like, well, we're tra- we're here to win games, and he gives us the best chance. This kid is what twenty two or something along twenty four, twenty something. Yeah, he's you know a little younger than us. He's got his whole life ahead of him. Maybe we give him a couple more weeks off just to be just to be safe, just to be safe. Yeah, I I have to agree because they want to win games. They haven't won in so long. We, it's obvious what they're prioritizing. If he's cleared, if if he's cleared by the doctors, they're going to let him play. I know it's probably not the right move. If there's no direct law that says you can't own a like a live grenade or something like that, doesn't mean you should. Doesn't mean (laughs) you should. You know, just because there isn't a label, uh, there was a misprint on the bleach bottle that says you shouldn't. That you you know that says you shouldn't drink it. Doesn't mean you should just try it because it no longer says you. You know what's safe and what's not. Especially for who they were playing to. They were playing the Steelers. It's not like they were playing the Bills. Skylar Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater should be able to take care of it for you. Give the kid another week. That's true. Yeah. I agree. I I, I, I want to quickly go back you. to the trade deadline situation, yeah. though, because I don't know, guys. I'm feeling like they need more defensive help than they need offensive help. A cornerback would also be desired. If you're not going to do a receiver, would I would like a corner. Somebody on the defensive line, I feel like, would still yep. be nice. You know, help get to the passer. I know yep. Brian Burns has been in, in a lot of conversations. Oh, that that would require a haul, though, if you're talking probably, about a blockbuster deal. Because I think I, heard, I read that the, someone even offered the Panthers two first-rounders first. And I have a him. funny feeling that that was Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean, you guys because could they use a linebacker. To I feel like they, I mean, the, the Vikings could use a linebacker, though. They I mean, could. there's been left. There's a lot left desired with Eric Hendricks and um, um, I'm forgetting their other guy's name right now. I would anyway. I'm blanking on his name too. But I, <laughs> I am sorry, guys. But we know who uh, he is. I, I don't know. I would see what's out there on the trade market as far as defense is concerned first. But I will say this. Um, you brought up Jerry Judy. I I don't know, man. I'm not. I, I, I loved him at I, Alabama. I just don't I know feel how like much. Jerry I don't think it would cost bit. much. 
I feel like Jerry's a bit overrated. He could they, be. People, he very well people could throw, be. And not you, but uh, people throw his name out there a lot. And this guy has yet to have a thousand yard receive, uh, a <laughs> thousand yard season. He's yet to have over four touchdowns in a year. I, I don't. But, I mean, but, I know his quarterback <laughs> situations haven't been the best, so yeah. you kind of want to give guys a pass. But elite receivers still manage to get money, even with bad quarterbacks. I'm just times. trying to get and as so, yeah, but. I'm just trying to but, get as many 2012. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But please. But <laughs> but if there is a way and a will to go and get OBJ, I'm sorry. I'm doing it. I want that to. <laughs> sorry, no, I'm I, doing that it. That is my number one. I don't one think out, it will yeah. happen. I don't yeah. think it will happen. But I if 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 you have an opportunity to go get OBJ, I am doing it. I'm not thinking twice about it. That is my number one option because all that costs you is money. Now, granted, the Vikings have literally the worst cap space situation in all of football Correct. but restructures can be had if you give dalvin tomlinson an extension which he is playing like a beast these yes. first couple year uh these the, this first season i know we talk about zadarius and daniel and they're getting back in the fold and stuff like that but dalvin tomlinson has probably been the most consistent player on that line all season long i wouldn't mind if we get a contract extension for him we could maybe restructure kendrick's as well we can make the money happen and frankly you know what it's not like OBJ is going to be asking for the world for no, potentially a month of football. You know what He's I mean? Not. It's it might be it's not going to be like the vet minimum. Actually, it might be the vet minimum. I don't know. Uh, Depending on the si- if he really likes the situation, he might. I forget. He's twenty nine years old. Yeah. I, I I he's been around forever because he made that catch so early in his career against right. the Cowboys. Right. Got on that Madden cover and everything like that. It just. He's not even 30 years old. He's and, not. And, and, and so, yeah, that would be my number one option if you can do that. Because, again, yeah, he only costs you money. He's not going to cost you any trade assets or anything be, like that. That would be um, sick. Yeah, oh, I my don't, gosh. I don't really I don't, have I don't, it, yeah. Honestly, I don't think it's going to happen because I do think that he prefers a team like the Buffalo Bills. or I, I think he wants to go to a team where it's like I'm confident that this team is going to go to the Super Bowl. And even if you go to the Vikings, I'm not sure if you're 100% confident that you'll get to the Super Bowl because of – the team, but also there's just a lot of history there of it just not working out. And the yeah. Bills are just like, the Bills are like right there. And when he went to the Rams, it was because they were like right uh, there. Hey, and, you excuse know. me, sir. The Buffalo Bills lost four straight Super Bowls in the 90s. That's so if true, you want to like, talk about offseason, you want to talk true. about playoff ineptitude, dude, the Bills have actually done something. Pro- the Vikings lost four Super Bowls in the 70s, but losing four straight Super Bowls, yeah. that that is like, oh, I can't imagine a worse gut punch as a fan of a team, man. Could you imagine if that happened to the Eagles? Oh, I would cry. I uh, Four times. I would cry. Yeah, it, I would it'd cry. be terrible. It would probably be more than four so, times. Yeah, no, I mean, Buffalo has itself to prove in the playoffs, too. Let's not it mistake does. that. Just because they've been awesome in the regular season and they've been giving Kansas City runs for their money and stuff, they still got to actually, I don't know, make the Super Bowl. That's true. I'm That's just saying. You're, you're, but, you're right. You're but, right, though. You are I mean, right. if, if gun to my head right now, if I'm picking an AFC winner, it's definitely the Bills the, right the now. Bills, they're so yeah, good. They're yeah. so good. Predictions for the game? Guys. Yes. I want you guys to go first. I went first last week. Well, all of our records are, are now even yes. because your O is no longer with us. It is no Sorry longer to say, with welcome us. to the land of five and one. Yes. Right? Five and one? Yeah, we're five, all five and one. Five and one, yep. Okay. Um, what was the line again for this game? Did we say like minus three and a minus half? Minus three and a half. Okay. Um, boy, normally I'm hesitant picking the Vikings out of the bye week because they've had a tendency to be a little bit slow. And frankly, we have no barometer of knowing if they'll be slow or not because this is the first year of Kevin O'Connell. Um, but I'm I'm thinking they're going to be a little. Now, now, here's the thing we also have to factor in, too. Um, 
the the team we're playing also had kind of a de facto bye week in too because the Cardinals played on Thursday, so they actually had ten days of rest getting ready for this game. So they actually had a decent amount of rest as the Vikings did. It's not like the the Cardinals played on a typical Sunday. Not that that should really matter or anything like that. Um, I'm not really too worried that the Vikings are going to slow down all that much. I know we still have plenty of questions on the offense and. You know, we've talked about how much Kirk is elevating this team and stuff like that. Um, He's still playing very Kirk-like. I don't think we have too much to complain about at this point. Um, I believe the Cardinals are, like, damn near dead last in run defense, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So I think we could shred these guys on the ground. We really should. Um, And so, you know, yeah, they're very intriguing because they got a good win against the Saints. Now that Nuke is back, we'll see what their running back situation is. But even if James Conner is healthy, I mean, Eno Benjamin has proven that he can be a pretty dang good backfield threat that, there. So we'll see if maybe he's going to be more involved in the season. Um, but I'm hoping that the self-scouting that the Vikings did over the week um, was positive. Mm-hmm. Hoping that they got good rest. Um, only one player got arrested, so that's always good. Only all, just one. Uh, so hopefully everybody else is good to go. Everybody else had a good bye week, went on their little vacations or staycations, whatever it is. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm very intrigued, like what KOC's plan was for everybody. I'm sure he had like some kind of plan for everybody going into the bye week and stuff like that. So I'm I'm gonna say that the Vikings are good and rested. They're gonna show up this Sunday. The Cardinals will give them a run for their money. I think the Cardinals are still in figuring things out, but I still think they got plenty of holes and I'm not too sure about that defense anyway Uh, but it will be a high scoring game I think this will be probably one of the more high scoring games that the Vikings will play in this season I still think the defense is just a little bit too leaky and Chandon Sullivan is making me worried with each passing week really want Andrew Booth to really take that slot corner position if you ask me Um, let's say uh, the Vikings get a score of 33 and the Cardinals get a score of 20 Six. 33-26 Vikings win. All right. I am going to go. I I think that the offense is going to be a little too much to handle for the Vikings defense. It's a mobile quarterback. We saw what Jalen Hurts did, and Justin Fields even gave him fits at times. The problem, the, the difference is I think Kyler Murray is closer on the scale to Jalen Hurts than he is Justin Fields. For Absol- sure. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. And you saw, despite them winning – what Tyreek Hill did with, you know, arguably not the best quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're going to have a fit. They're going to have a fit. <laughs> I think the Cardinals are going to win. Mm. And I think they're going to win 31 to, I think it's going to be 31 to 24. Ooh. I was very, very, very close to scratch that. Up. Scratch that. 31 27. 31 27. 31 27. Okay. I was very, very, very close to picking this card, p- picking the Cardinals this week, but. I'm not going to do it because I picked against the Vikings last week and I lost. Hey. So I'm going to pick the Vikings this right. week. But I, I'm picking them with a lot of hesitation. A lot of hesitation. Because, As you should every week, my friend. Yeah. As you should every week. Because, I mean, again, you know, this is, like I said, I think this is the third time now I'm going to say this. This is the best team that they've faced in quite some time. It's the best quarterback that they have faced in quite some time. And so it's going to be a challenge you know, his mo- uh, uh, Kyler Murray's mobility is going to be a challenge. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a challenge. Um, they're fresh off of a win. They're feeling good. I just think that the Vikings offense will handle business this week. Mm-hmm. I don't trust the Cardinals defense at all. 
I think that the Cardinals will be fighting from behind a lot in this game, but they'll make it close. I think the Vikings will get out to an early lead because the Cardinals start slow every game, it seems like. I think I can't remember how slow they started last game, but leading up to last game, they started slow every single game and had to rely on second half. Kyler Murray comes back, comebacks to get into football games and win games. And so I think that they'll get off to another really slow start. The Vikings will come out hitting similar to how they did in the Packers mm-hmm. game. And similar to how they did in the Bears game, but I think that Kyler Murray will kick it up in the second half and make it a game. It'll come down to Kirk Cousins with the ball in his hands at yes. the end of the game. Yet again, I think they get a game-winning field goal. I think the final score will be somewhere around the lines of 27 Vikings, 26 and, Cardinals. And I hope that field goal is like a 55-yarder from that Greg Joseph, nice. and he just nails it right down the middle. That would Because nice. if he misses a kick this week... I might have to keep talking about that next week, and I really don't want to talk about that next week. I, I did miss, misspoke, though, um, or misspeak. I just did it again. Uh, the Cardinals actually are sieves on passing defense. Yeah. Uh, they're one of the bottoms in the league. Um, they're actually a top 10 for run defense. So Dalvin's going to get a run for his money in this one, but passing-wise, I w- Kirk should have a field day against that defense. I would love a KJ game here. Mm. I would love a KJ game where he gets over 100 yards, gets on JJ's level in terms of targets, which hasn't even been close yet this season. Because we got a couple of those games last season, and at this point, I think we had them. I really, really, really would like a KJ game here. And I think it's possible. If this past defense is that bad with the Cardinals, I, I would really like to see it. KJ and Irv, either one of them. If Either one of them puts up 100 yards in this game. I am going to come on the podcast next week, and I'm just going to be so ecstatic. I, I would love to see that. I would love to see one of those two break out at least once here. If there was a game to do it, this would be the game to do it. Mm-hmm. This yeah. would be the game to do it. This would be the game to do it. All Hope right, it. so yeah. I'm I'm going Cardinals. You two are going Vikes. We'll have to see. We'll touch back with uh, with, with with our final results next week yes. after the outcome on Sunday. Yes. Um. Let's put a ball on it. Any, okay. any final words that you guys have uh, before I, we sign I got, off I got here? no comments on Gopher football anymore, artists. I don't either. <laughs> dude, dude just, I don't either. They got crushed by Penn State. I, I, um, I don't know who even if the start – I don't know if Tanner Morgan's going to be starting anymore. They are not worth talking about. What happened, dude? This was That was so I, fun I, I, a couple I, of weeks ago. We were enjoying that, and it's just come crashing again, down. The, the, the college football playoffs was brought up, and then it all went – down the drink. So, yeah. Um, um, my my last words are Minnesota Timberwolves. The expectation this year <laughs> is a top five seed. It's very early, but let's play like <laughs> you are a top five basketball team in the Western Conference. Let's play like it. Because if you don't, I will call them on it every week. All this yes. talking that was done in the offseason, these moves that were made were not made for the Timberwolves to be as bad as they have been over the last, I don't know, decade or so. Mm-hmm. With the exception of last year, they made the playoffs. But outside of that, it, it is time to step it up. It's early, but let's play some good basketball. At least show some tenacity, some energy, some fight. The Spurs game was unacceptable. And my last word really quick is happy anniversary. Uh, on this day in 1987, the Minnesota Twins won their very first World Series championship. The very first one of the big four here in town. very first, like, really one here in town at all. So, Plan that parade on Hennepin Avenue, ladies and gentlemen. Woo woo! Twins win the World Series. <laughs> Forty-five <laughs> years ago, or whatever. Oh, yeah. How long was it? No, thirty-five years ago. Thirty-five years ago, right? It was a long time ago, right. but still, yeah, yeah. I well, wasn't anyway, bored yet. <laughs> make sure to leave us a uh, five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us 
on Spotify or whatever streaming platform you may be consuming your podcasts on. Make sure to uh, go and give us a download on scorenorth.com. That always helps with the numbers and just uh, growing the the audience and, the, and everything like that. Uh, for Jason Stormer and Artist Woods, I'm AJ Fredrickson. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Taxi Squad. We'll be back with you next week. Hey, electrical contractors. I'm Matt from ABB. Are rising costs and product delays keeping you up at night? We can help you contractor better. ABB's contractor resources are designed to help you increase productivity and profitability on your commercial construction projects. Check out Contractor Better today. Visit go.abb/contractorbetter.